0: content may not be suitable some audiences Your discretion is a Wrestling content may not be suitable to some audiences Your discretion is a bite, not be some discretion is a Wrestling content not be suitable audiences Your discretion is a bite, Wrestling not be suitable some audiences Your discretion is a Wrestling content
1: Hey fans, welcome to another edition of Wrestling POV Global, where we cover the globe of professional wrestling. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan, and alongside my co-host with the most, the gentleman, Elio Canella.
2: Wait, you're calling yourself legend now? Well, yeah,
1: you know, I heard uh, Rick and Tony calling me that. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, I
2: thought it was because Rick and Tony were calling you old.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait, what?
2: On to rumblings.
1: Uh, <laughs> <I love that. laughs> All right, you know, before we get into this rumblings, let, let's—I got a bone to pick here. Let, let's talk about the, the, the points game that just happened for the Royal Rumble, Okay. Where, where the legend here went in with an open heart, an open pen, an open mind and good intentions, and managed to come in 20th. Well, my good friend Elio, that dirty cheating dog that I know he is, him and Miguel, (laughs) oh, you guys, I know you guys messed me over. You know what? You talk about the games. I'm just too heated right now. I'm going to be, yeah, you talk about it.
2: Well, see, Sunday was so great. I mean, I totally dominated that game. I said I'd walk in, and I'd throw 29 other superstars over the top rope and walk out as the 2019 Royal Rumble winner and that's exactly what I did. I packed up that title, shined it up nice and brought it back to Toronto with me.
1: Yeah. Do you know how I knew that this was terrible? The number I drew. Number 18. I'm all excited in the women's pay-per-view thinking, "All right, number 18's going to win it. And it turns out to be Alicia Fox. I did not have a chance in the world. I was messed over. You know what, fans? The points game is fun. It comes before each of the major pay per views. Uh, the rules, yeah.
2: Hold on. Let me just. Let me also add. I didn't. I didn't need Stein math or Canella math. I just calculated the odds, and that's how I came out. And now, fans. WWE stands for Walk with Elio.
1: Oh my God! I hate you, Elio. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs>
2: And if you want to play, if you want to, if you want to play, if you think you have what it takes to take the champ down, just go over to the Facebook page at Wrestling POV Podcast, like that page, and follow us.
1: And you know what, folks? It's not just a—it's a friendly competition. But there's even if you come in last place, you are named Rick Serrano the Turd. That's right. You become a turd. Who? Ah, I'm so. I wasn't okay. I did not become the turd.
2: It's okay. such a fun
1: game. It is actually pretty fun, and yeah. it really stretches the uh, wrestling uh, mind. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure nobody in the world would have guessed that uh, Becky Lynch was going to insert herself and win the thing. <laughs> nobody saw that coming. She wasn't even scheduled in there, so know, you know right. what? That was great. But let's get into the let's get into. Uh, oh, you know what? Before we get into the rumblings, there's one other thing I'd like to say. We were recently told by our producers and and the management. Of uh, well, the president himself sent us this. Uh, he said we were doing an okay job for two schlubs. Oh, wow! I'm not sure what schlub means, uh, apparently, that's an American term. Thank but, you, president. Yes, uh, but he said he wanted to point out that uh, where we were getting fans from, and there have been some places around the world that I am I'm kind of touched and picked you know, tickled that we actually are getting uh, play from these places. You know, not only is it the US and Canada, of course, which. Um, is a bulk of our uh, of our our fans coming from, mm-hmm. but we're also getting places from uh, England, mm-hmm. Ireland, Hong Kong, Germany, and I want to send out a special Privyet to all my Russian friends. I can't believe we have. I love you, Russian guys. Wow, you keep Russia. watching wrestling, you keep listening to good music like Little Big. We'll get to them another time. But you know what? I am very happy to to know that we have some Russian friends out there.
2: How cool is that? We got Russia.
1: That is so cool. That is cool. That is cool. I, yeah. You know what? It, it's the one country had, had you – I would guess if, – if you'd said, hey, guess who you don't get, I would have thought it would have been Russia. And then if they said, who would you wish was downloaded, I wish it was Russia. So, you know what? That's kind of like – you guys may have messed me over with the, the points game, but the Russian fans have brought me back in. So, I'm feeling good again about uh, about this show. I'm not going to burn down the studio like I planned to. All right. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a look at rumblings this week all kinds of you know what nothing major going on but lots of minor moves and i think i think elio one thing we've noticed uh, all across the indies right now is the new year has had one thing in common and that's been a lot of movement across the indies people being signed comings goings uh big names uh appearing here not appearing so let's first of all take a look at uh, mlw mlw is uh, has, has a has a little bit of news going on they they have Jacob Fatu who will be making their his debut with the company now. Are you, fam- have you, have you f- familiar with the name Jacob Fatu?
2: Um, no, I'm not.
1: Now, do you remember back in the day, the Tonga Kid? Oh, back in yeah, old WWE? I, I thought
2: I heard you. I was going to say, did you say uh, Fatu was the last name? Yes. Okay. Now, yeah, I know the Tonga Kid, yes.
1: Yes, that's his son, apparently. Oh, okay. So, he is... I have heard a lot of things about him over the past couple years, his name. Being in that, not like he hasn't really done enough to be newsworthy, but potential wise people are like he's someone to watch he's someone to watch well now he's stepping onto a national platform uh, mlw getting a lot of viewers out there it's gonna be interesting to see where to see if he lives up to the hype and now leaving out of mlw sammy Guevara. this one kind of surprised me mm-hmm. uh, we've seen sammy a few times we've, we've covered some of his matches in the last couple of weeks yep. um apparently he had a nasty habit of double booking himself uh and finally MLW said, you know what, we can't really rely on you if you're constantly taking other dates to other places and playing for whatever one's giving you the most money. they they agreed to part ways. So Sammy mm-hmm. Guevara out, Jacob Fatu in. Um okay. over on impact side, Matt Siddell, not only is he done with the company, but he's going in for knee surgery that he's been holding off for a while. So oh, we'll that's expect why we him out haven't for seen while. him. Sorry?
2: That's why we haven't seen him. It's
1: yeah, yeah. TV. You know, he he's been kind of fading out a little bit. His oh, deal okay. was done, and he knew he had to do the surgery for the last little while. So he's taken this opportunity to, to hopefully get it done, hopefully get back. I mean, he's not a young guy. Um, yeah. Also on the impact side, Caleb Conley is done with the company now. He'll no longer Ooh. be appearing on okay. on So there, there is a good hand that will be floating out there. I'm curious to see what company is going to take a play at him.
2: Hmm.
1: If you had to guess, Elio, who do you think would – with his style – for me, I'm thinking ROH is, might be a good fit for him.
2: Yeah, I'd say ROH. Why um, do I by the way, recognize that name? Was he ever there before, or no? Well,
1: he, he you you don't you. Oh, if you're not familiar with him, he's just been a very solid hand who's been working the last little while at Impact. Um, oh, okay. Now, now moving on. Uh, we talked about this. Uh, it was very exciting news because we joked. Yeah, we joked about how you thought. Kishida was going to be a surprise entrant into the Royal Rumble, but yes. last night, yeah. last night, Kishida made his last appearance in New Japan, where he uh, wrestled Tanahashi, lost in a non-title match, but apparently very, very dramatic, very, very mm-hmm. emotional. Fans uh, sad to see him go, but uh, he's on to on to bigger and newer things, I guess. Yep, it's
2: gonna be uh, interesting seeing how he does in WWE.
1: You know, um, I'm looking forward to uh, his entrance into WWE, but it makes you wonder now. You know, there's been such an influx of Japanese wrestlers. Mm -hmm. What does Kishida how does he stand out in the pack of all the other people? I mean, we've got Nakamura, you got Hideo Itami, you've got a whole bunch of guys who are kind of floating in there from New Japan already. Does Kashida? Is it possible for him to make a biggie? And I don't. Okay, from now on, when I say the word "impact," I'm not referring to that crappy company unless we're talking about <laughs> impact. Okay, it's not a pun. We're not trying to be clever. But can Kashida make an impact within WWE? The man's yeah. super talented.
2: That sounds, like a good, that sounds like
1: a, an, a good uh, poll question. Oh, my goodness. Elio, I think you're on to something. Can, well, let's say, can Kashida, make an impact in the WWE now that it is already full of many Japanese wrestlers? Let's send that one out there next week. Uh, we'll have to talk about this week's poll right after we do the rumblings. I like it, Elio. You're on fire today. You may have cheated me in the points game. But, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, we also have... Uh, in ROH, how about this one? This name, I know you're going to know this one, and you might not have saw this, but uh, MVP. Do you remember that fella back in SmackDown MVP, days?
2: MVP, wait, W-E-M-V-P.
1: MVP, do you remember that dude, Montavious?
2: Mon- wow, yeah. yeah, how long has it been since we heard that name?
1: Yeah, well, he popped up on ROH as a, uh, oh, you're going to love this, surprise tag team partner for your favorite wrestler of all, Kenny King. And, I'm sure uh, you
2: were thinking about that. <laughs>
1: Kenny King, my God. How does this guy still work? Anyways. We'll,
2: we'll, we'll get to him in the ROH report.
1: Yes, we will, we will. Um, <laughs> he took on uh, him and uh, Kenny King, and MVP, actually mm-hmm. beat Colt Cabana and uh, Willie Mack. So, oh. surprise there. Uh, Willie Mack showing up a little more in ROH, too. That's a bit of a surprise, too, because he he's was he been in, like, MLW. He's been all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, nothing signed for Willie Mack yet, but I think he's a good fit for... Uh, more of a fit for ROH than he is for um, MLW, I think, in my mind. Um, looking around, we also have uh, some guys headed into the WWE. At least, they're not 100% confirmed, oh. but they've put they finished all their last dates for AAW. And uh, ACH and Trevor Lee. Uh, I know expected- about Trevor
2: Lee. ACH is a surprise. I know, yeah. I know of ACH.
1: Now, ACH is a, a tremendous uh, talent. Um, he is a guy I've seen a few times. I've even met him and, and seen wrestle live. He does some pretty incredible stuff. So I don't think he's going to have a hard time distinguishing himself. Trevor Lee, on the other hand, they're going to have to come up with a heck of a gimmick because, um, well, it's not like he sticks out <laughs> in a sea of white bread wrestlers. <laughs> so.
2: my, my head still hurts from that cinder block.
1: Oh. Uh, oh my lord! <laughs> hey, you know I don't even know where to begin with that. Uh, there's this time. You know, I, I, Elio, I'm letting it go. I'm letting yeah, it go. Let the cinderblock's go. gone. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone. Uh, fans who are wondering we'll what we're talking about.
2: Yeah. While while you're continuing on, I should open the book so it's ready.
1: Okay, that sounds good. And the book we're talking. You know, we've been we've been trying to figure out all kinds of names for it. But you know what, Elio, I think we should call it the Book of Shame. And the Book of Shame is a book dedicated to wrestlers whose gimmicks, looks, actions, whatever, just they're just shameful. If <laughs> you know? They're the kind of guys like, you know, Sammy Callahan must have to drink a lot of alcohol because if he has to sit down and think of what his life's become and what he's done, how does he live? So, you know what? That's what the Book of Shame is. Like, these guys know their shame.
2: Yes. And
1: uh, I have a nominee this week for the Hall of Shame and oh, the Book I, of Shame. And okay. we'll, we'll, we'll get to it and you see if you agree yep. with me. We, we okay. might vote him in. But uh, so, yeah, finishing up the last bit of news, and this is more parts of rumors, okay? It's mm-hmm. rumors mixed with news. And it comes from AEW source. Can you Ooh. believe this? Um, the latest edition of Being the Elite on YouTube, featuring the Young Bucks,
2: mm-hmm. heavily
1: alluded to Kenny Omega making, a come, making his way to AEW, including a countdown clock, which countdowns, the countdown clock ends when Kenny's contract ends Ooh. with New Japan. So nothing set in stone. Lots of conjecture and rumor. Welcome mm-hmm. to the world of wrestling. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Kenny Omega. Uh, I never thought he'd go WWE to be honest. So AEW, I think, is a good choice for him, money wise, and and I think anybody in the world would want him. But I don't think we've talked a lot about how I, he's not really his mindset. Yeah, may not jibe with what the WWE is all about. Yeah. Now like earlier we talked about a poll, and the poll um, it's a poll that's I, I, to me okay. Being a longtime wrestling fan, Elio, I used to come from the days where. Um, there wasn't news connected, you know, like something happened somewhere. There was no internet and computer to read about how so-and-so did this.
2: No, and that's what, that's what I love. Like uh, not, not knowing stuff you have to like, yeah. hear about. It. And then uh, like, if you, if you have a means of like, getting like hold of it and watching it, then cool. it means even more. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now you could just click something and it's gone like garbage. But you know, in the old days, in the territory days, uh, wrestlers, wrestlers, would um, be very careful with stuff. And it would be very um, – you would never know a guy to be a good guy in one place and then be at the same time a bad guy in another place because most times guys mm-hmm. didn't wrestle to different places. Yep. Now, our poll this week, our, the one we're going to look at now, I asked the question because it, it concerned me um, – who did we say last week? Who was it that I saw? Oh, Rich Swann. You know? Rich
2: Swann, yes.
1: Yeah. On Impact, he is the good guy – Mm -hmm. Uh, x division champ the the love the crowd everyone loves him on mlw he's this jerk who doesn't like people and but the thing is the shows are running the same week the same time with the same viewers and i found it a little off-putting and confusing that guys would openly be different characters in other companies if the things were running at the same time and i asked the fans you know i said fans is it confusing when a wrestler is a good guy in one company and a bad guy in another company at the same time? Before we give the polls, Elliot what do you think? What was your answer to that? How did you feel about that?
2: Okay, so like I said last week, um, it makes for fresh new storylines. However, at the same time, I, I, I would get confused because, I mean, if uh, you have one guy like Rich Swann and in one company, he's like a fan favorite. People love him. Then all of a sudden I turn on to another channel and I'm watching him in another company, and all of a sudden he's a heel, I'd be confused because, like, I was when he showed up on MLW, and I saw him last week on MLW with all the mm. heel tactics.
1: Now, you know what? Um, I guess maybe, in some ways, maybe I didn't word or express what I was trying to get at more so with this, this poll. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, of course we're all smart people. We know if a guy can be something in one and in another, right? Yep. But the whole mystique and the whole real cool part about wrestling is where mm-hmm. you kind of... Suspend your disbelief. Yep. You, you, you kind of try, and for a little while, just buy into a bit of the fantasy. And I think that destroys the fantasy. When a guy is two separate, very big characters in two different companies at the same time, it's hard then to really say, like, to invest and get behind the storyline parts yeah, and stuff. It's
2: like a split personality.
1: Yeah. Now, in the end, the poll ended up being <clears throat> 75% of you fans said it was cool. Wow. 25% said it was confusing. 25. I think,
2: wow. Now,
1: I think I think if I expressed that poll more so like what I was trying to say right now, yep. maybe people would have got what I meant. I didn't mean that you oh you're too dumb to figure out that they're different guys or different things. No, yeah. I I just meant it took away the mystique in my mind. Mm-hmm. And um, so Let's throw it one more time. What was the poll that you came up with today, Elliot?
2: Do you think whether or not people think that Kushida could make it in the WWE?
1: Excellent. And we're only basing that not on the fact that he's not talented or he is talented, right? Just the fact is
2: that we know five... how WWE writers are, and like yeah, and like characters that they've messed with in the past, and they've like altered them to their own liking or to their own. And ruined him. Work, 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 uh, thing. There's a word but, for that, Elio.
1: There's a word for that now. It's called nakamorized.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when you take a good character and turn him to crap with bad writing, you've been nakamorized.
2: I mean, Matt, Matt Hardy. He in mm-hmm. in the other company he was broken. Matt Hardy. It worked so well for him. People really loved it. He gets it WB. He's woke Matt Hardy. It and just they wasn't didn't. The same.
1: And they didn't commit to his character. And what happened? They had something that was red hot across the U.S. Mm-hmm. And it turned into nothing. Yep. You know, it was a disservice to both Hardy and to the WWE and the fans. Mm-hmm. Now, um, now, fans, what this poll is, is, is I want you to think about this. What we're meaning here, not is Kashida talented enough, but, I mean, five years ago, Kashida, if he had come to the WWE, he would have been something very unique. He was a Japanese wrestler with this great talent. Yep. Well, today, there is a lot of wrestlers in the mm-hmm. WWE that are Japanese, that all kind of fit the same style and, and things. We're just wondering, can Kushida break through all of that and make his own identity, his own mark, his own impact within the WWE world? That's what we're asking, okay? So fans, think that one through. Can Kushida make a place in the WWE, or is it just too saturated right now with other Japanese wrestlers or people of the same style and caliber? I
2: mean, look at to with Tommy. That guy is yeah. talented. And uh, uh, what they've done with
1: him. Well, he's been a little resurgence lately, but he was knocked for a while, too. It's yeah. it's, a, it's a horrible thing. Um, but you know what? I think it's about time we get into the main meat of our show, don't you think, Elio? Yes, sir. That the people are here for. All right. And I want, you know what? This week, Impact, we're going to have Elio do the lead on Impact. Elio, let's talk okay. a little Impact, and I'll throw in whatever kind of... Uh, uh, comments like i can't
2: right so uh impact this week again you know what i did not fall asleep like i like when it was on destination america i swear i literally saw asleep because i'd be so bored i didn't know any of the names and um so this is the third week i've uh, gone in with an open mind and we kicked things off with rich swan versus el Hijo del vikingo
1: now, do you know what El Hijo means?
2: Son of the Viking. Son
1: of. That's right. Anytime your uh, Mexican wrestler has El Hijo, it just means son of.
2: Sí, porque yo hablo español. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just for the fans. I just, I just, I know you know Spanish way more than me, brother. We're just throwing that there for the fans, okay? <laughs> yes, sir. For our Russian fans
2: <laughs> So now, I, I actually have a question for you. Um. Yeah. For me, can, can mm-hmm. you can you tell like when a show has a taped feeling to it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that that that's how that's how it was for me for Impact this week. So it started with a Rich Swan defeating El Hijo de Vikingo with a four fifty splash. Mm-hmm. Now during the match, uh, there was a series of springboard hurricanes by Viking, a flip dive, then Swan hit a springboard flip off the guardrail and locked in a weird submission like hold on Viking for a while before hitting the four fifty.
1: Now looking at these kind of matches, um, who I like lucha libre but i don't necessarily think it mixes well with normal wrestling so here's these guys doing 850 fancy high impact moves that any Mm -hmm. one of them should take you out but no it's you know mexican wrestling so you just bounce back up again um i guess it was just a flippity-dippity lucha libre i guess yeah I I just didn't think it translated well with Rich Swan. I
2: just just don't get it. Maybe because I don't watch uh, much Chiboulet or much Lucha Libre. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I like Lucha Libre, and this was kind of trying to skirt the world of the two of them. Don't think it worked out so well. Rich Mm -hmm. Swan did his usual stuff, but uh, nothing special about this match.
2: Yep. Uh, Okay, then we have an interview with Jordan Grace and Kira Hogan, and I won't get into all that and what happened and all the voodoo, crazy campy stuff that was, that. I will hit the
1: mute button if you talk about this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's why I said I won't get into it. I will skip it over. Then we had Taya Valkyrie return into action. She defeated uh, Kira, who attacked uh, during the entrance, then hit her. Then Taya hit a run into a backbreaker, and then at the end uh, she locked in her I think Rota Valhalla as the finisher mm-hmm. for the three count. Yeah.
1: Now what do you what do you think of this match, man? What do you think of Taya
2: Valkyrie? You know what? This match I found to be a little a little boring. I'm not really sold on Taya Valkyrie. I'm still not sold on her. I just don't get the whole thing. Yeah. The whole get yeah, a lockout or whatever she says.
1: Well, it's all Mexican thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Um. You know what? Uh. Taya Valkyrie, like, I get, you know, you ever see a wrestler who, they're okay, but you you know that they're not ready to be champions, they're not really yep. up at that level? I don't mm-hmm. think Taya Valkyrie is up at that championship level. Um, I don't mm-hmm. understand why they're not using Tessa Blanchard more. Um, I think she was a great idea to be the focal point of their company, mm-hmm. Um Taya Valkyrie, she just has that feeling like she's just barely holding on the belt until either Tessa comes back or some other monster comes along. And, uh, you know, did they give her the belt because her husband's a champion? Who knows? I mean, it looks great, right? I mean, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, TNA, you
2: know. tired huh. impact. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank <you>. so impactful. <laughs> oh. Okay, and then, uh, of course, now we go backstage, Rich Swan, and you know what? Now look. I didn't. Uh, I didn't speak about the segment that took place at the end of the Rich Swan match because mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about these guys. I want to go one week without these guys on my screen. <sighs>
1: don't say it. Don't say those three <laughs> letters. Oh my god, you're going to say those three letters, aren't you?
2: <laughs> oh, no, that's uh, why. That, that's why they bring it up.
1: Ah, oh, the inventors of the hot book of shame. Okay.
2: Now, the 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 one group I swear this uh, group. The Rascals, they mm-hmm. have another uh, their '70s show style uh, vignette. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Not Still not getting it. it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it's like, it's like they're trying to do something cool, but instead of doing something cool, they're doing something so ridiculous it's that there's no cool. cool. In it.
2: It's just yeah. Weird. And like it's just, uncool. Yeah.
1: Um. Now the Desi Hit Squad.
2: I'm not i so, I'm not into the Desi Hit Squad at all. I thought I, maybe I, okay, you know I wanna I I wanna see these guys and uh mm-hmm. see like how they are, but no.
1: I gotta say, man, the Desi Hit Squad as a team, not liking it. Uh yeah. I am a massive fan of Gamma Singh Jr. Um on his own, he's an incredible wrestler. I think he's got like, you know, two hundred pounds of dead weight mm-hmm. with the other guy. And uh and I don't think the Desi Hit Squad is ever going to do anything. I think Gavin was no. better going out on his own and being like, you know, being a shark out there trying to take out other guys. Don't carry the Deadwood with you, buddy.
2: So they so they uh, took on the Rascals, and the Rascals uh, picked up the win uh, in this one uh, when they hit the push moon salt on Raw, I believe it was.
1: Now, is it sad that part of me wants to see him push him, like, right out of the ring and into the concrete <laughs> by accident? But is that really being extremely cruel? Because, it, it, okay, it looks cool, but at the same time, the factor of it looking cool is also the same factor of it looking ridiculous. Just <laughs> very close to each other.
2: And, uh, well, we, we saw other articles on this week's episode because then a tray of, Trey, Trey McGill, took on Ethan Page. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh,
1: <laughs> wow. Ethan Page got to be a little embarrassed these days, huh?
2: Trey misses with a double foot, Sampa hits the fresh to death for the win. <laughs>
1: um, I, I don't know what to say about the Rascals. I mean, they're not horrible enough to even consider for the, the, the Book of Shame. But at the same time, it's really hard to take them seriously.
2: Well, apparently is- we're going to see them again next week because they're going to be in a tag team action against Eli, Drake, and Eddie Edwards.
1: Oh, thank God. If you said OVE, I was going to smash my face into the pit. <laughs> you just Ugh. said OVE.
2: Oh, I know, I I know. said we're- it.
1: Okay, I'm slapping myself now for ever bringing up their names. but oh. It's like cockroaches. You don't want to talk about them, but sometimes you have but- to address the thing in the room.
2: But so, um backstage, Eli Drake was telling Eddie Edwards he booked him in that tag team match next week. He wants to see the old Eddie Edwards, not this new Eddie Edwards coming around with that Kindle stick or whatever. Is or- it
1: is it bad that when he started talking about Tommy Dreamer being a fat loser slob, I 100% agreed?
2: <laughs> no, because I agree as well. I'm not a Tommy Dreamer fan at all. Uh, I never really was.
1: No, I I don't get it. Uh, Anybody can walk around carrying a stick and whacking each other with it. And
2: then in the mid-event, another rematch, which I'm going to get tired of seeing, it was Johnny Impact and Killer Cross. Mm -hmm.
1: Johnny of a million last names, Impact. Mm -hmm. Killer Cross, who for two weeks I thought was interesting, and now I'm over him. I'm over him.
2: Yeah, so basically this match... was pretty much the same as their last encounter, and uh, at the end, uh, Brian Cage came down, disrupted everything, and then uh, the show went off the air with uh, impact and uh, Cage uh, having uh, staring each other down.
1: Now Brian Cage, all right. Do you know anything about like dwarfs and like uh, goblins? Like you know, he looks like an angry <sighs> troll, little. I don't know, he, it, there's just something about him that just seems really, I mean, he's built muscular scary, Yeah. but he's like Lars Sullivan, he looks like a giant lawn gnome that went mad, <laughs> you know, very muscular Yeah. gnome.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, overall, what did you think of this week's impact?
2: Uh, again, being, uh, being that it took place from Mexico City and uh, it had that feeling that, of being on tape delay and stuff. I just wasn't feeling it this week.
1: It's so weird because you would think with Mexico City, such a vibrant crowd, mm-hmm. um, that's a failure on the production part of Impact, not being able to capture the feeling of that. It yeah. did. It felt like it felt like those old WCW shows where the crowd was going crazy, but it didn't translate across the screen. You yeah. were just kind of like, oh, this Fundal. isn't there.
2: It felt More, like, yeah, like, thunder. Thunder. like thunder. thunder
1: yeah yeah like the whole season of thunder yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> overall i'm gonna agree with you um, there really wasn't that great of wrestling in this episode yep um impact is uh i'm gonna give it one flush lower in the bowl as it's headed <laughs> towards the inevitable last gulp still not seeing a lot out of it i wish it wouldn't but uh you had this great opportunity to do something cool in Mexico, and it came off as flat and crappy.
2: It's like I was saying last week. I don't want Impact to start being WWE's little brother with this Alvaro yeah. two
1: Yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying, buddy. Um, let's let's move on. Let's move on to a company that actually has some good wrestling and maybe some stuff that makes a little sense. And I'm talking about Ring of Honor this week. Oh, okay. Okay, the Ring of Honor show now, there was a bunch of little things going on that we didn't cover this week. Um, mm-hmm. It was sort of like the road to the G1 thing, and there were just a bunch of random cards. There was some small things that happened in them, like, you know, we talked about MVP. But uh, instead, look, we're going to concentrate this week on the TV show. Okay. Um, we open up with Juice Robinson from uh, New Juice Japan.
2: Ro- yes. on PJ Black.
1: PJ Black beats him by disqualification because PJ Black does not seem to want to listen to rules anymore. <laughs>
2: He did what actually, Sabre Jr. did, he, he shoved the referee into the road, so he shoved the referee into the turnbuckle.
1: That seems to be kind of a thing now, eh? <laughs> like, it wasn't forever people would do that. I kind of like it, because I think it's the cheapest move in the world, you know, to break up the thing.
2: PG Black looks so different than his uh, whole uh, Justin Gabriel gimmick.
1: Yeah, he looks like he aged a lot in the last while. I mean, he's a great shape and everything, but, it, yeah. you know... Back in the days of WWE, he was this young, fresh, good-looking guy, Justin Gabriel. Now he looks like this grizzled, hardened, angry man. You know, like
0: uh, it's been a rough road.
1: You don't know what I saw, man. You don't know me. Okay, (laughs) PJ, calm down.
2: Nobody knows the troubles he's seen. Nobody except him. All right, uh,
1: (laughs) um, Shane Taylor basically squishing some loser named Mike uh, Laws.
2: Mike what Law. What was the name? Law. Uh, like, Mike like Law. In... Okay, like okay, Law. Okay, okay. I, I, I got that down to right then. Okay.
1: Shane Taylor. Um, boy, the, this guy's so fat sometimes the... he grosses me out. Like, it's a weird fat. He's like a bowling ball fat, like a bowling pin fat, you know? It's the like it he gets bigger and bigger him, as he goes like down.
2: He, the man killed me. just, like, destroyed him and dropped him on his head.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you knew yeah. that was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, Shane Taylor, I don't know what to think of this guy because he's got the oddest looking like, okay, you see Ace Romero over at uh, MLW. He's a big fat dude, but he looks kind of scary, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Shane Taylor looks like he has bigger boobs than any stripper I've <laughs> ever seen in my life. I mean, he is just built strangely soft in places yeah. he shouldn't be, big in places he yeah. should. I, it's 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 weird. Um, I, I like how they kind of tried to wrap up the whole Christopher Daniels storyline by him claiming that he took out Christopher yeah, Daniels just he because he wanted to. Yeah, just because yeah. he wanted to, had nobody hired him. He did it just to get. To, he did it to hurt the fans. That was the funny part. He did it to hurt the fans. Where,
2: did that, such a, when did that happen though? That, that Daniels got
1: taken out. Oh well, that was the, what he's talking about. Is that last match that happened just around just before Christmas, Oh where, uh, Daniels Christmas? had his last oh, yeah. shot there to you know to win, or he was oh, be right. terminated? Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, what do you think? Am, am, I being a, am I being harsh about Shane Taylor here? No, I'm not, really a, Shane Taylor. I'm not
2: really a fan of Shane Taylor. Okay. His whole,
1: okay. Look, his whole look. Now, um, there's somebody we're going to talk about, and I want you to think about it. Don't jump to the answer now, okay? Okay. But I said that we might have a nomination for the Book of Shame.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and maybe I'm being harsh this week. Maybe he doesn't deserve this, and we'll be honest about it. I'm thinking Kenny King might deserve to be in the Hall of Shame. Now, I don't want you to answer me now, Elio. We're going to talk about it at the end of the show. We'll open okay. up the book, we'll read who's in there We'll right. see uh, if We have any more entries or what But uh, keep that in mind That's my nomination this week, Kenny okay. King all right. All right. The main event uh, Villain Enterprises, Marty Squirrel, Brody King and PCO Defeating Cheeseburger, Eli Ibsen And Ryan Nova, did this, Did you even think These guys had a chance? No I'm pretty sure Cheeseburger, Eli and Ryan Do not weigh the same amount as PCO If all three of them were put together
2: mhm
1: <laughs> Uh, what do you th- what are you thinking of villain enterprises?
2: Well I'm gonna say I, th- I really like villain enterprises I still can't get over PCO the guy the guy looks so different like he, like he looks so much better now than when he did when he was at the Quebecer and the guy is in shape he can like move
1: Now you know what uh, PCO is like he blows me away he is amazing The guy's yeah. like 51 years old he is only has one he's 51 he has only one eyeball. Did you know that he's like blind in one eye? He has a glass oh, eye. That,
2: oh, that's that's right. That's right. He used to wear the patch. The, the eye, eye patch. patch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And he wrestles like a freaking machine. He for his wow. age, the way mm-hmm. that guy's in there doing moon salts, doing all sorts of stuff. He is amazing. Um, this was an interesting match. I mean, basically, it was a show. It was a showcase for villain, villain enterprises. As a matter of fact, this whole episode was just showcasing. You know, Shay Taylor being showcased, uh, Juice Robinson being showcased. Um, this was a good match, not a great match. It, it really showed us what villain enterprises can do, mm-hmm. and uh, it's interesting. I'm not sure if I really like the idea of feuding with the kingdom, but I guess that's coming. And uh, overall, I think the show ha- was very solid. It did what it set out to do. It showcased the guys you needed to see. PJ Black, he hasn't really signed with anybody. He's still flown out there. We may never see him again. <laughs> Who knows? But Juice Robinson got a good push there. Uh, what did, did you yeah. think of this week's show?
2: I thought it was a uh, pretty good. It was a pretty good show. I Ring of Honor always int- It's always entertaining. It's cool to see some of the matches. Mm-hmm. Not all the matches, like last week, the one opener. <laughs> but okay. well, it was pretty good. I liked seeing um, Juice Robinson because I said we. I said on a previous episode that I want to see more from this guy. Okay.
1: Well, you know what. Uh- yeah, Ring of Honor, showing that uh, you don't have to be ridiculous,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that wrestling can, well-written wrestling can translate well to the screen. Um, you, don't
2: at this time to put it, you don't have to put on a facade.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> I can't believe you threw that out there. Oh. Uh, okay. I
2: did that purposely. I
1: know you did. I know you did. I see that look in your eye. All right. Now, fans, we were going to go talk about a little bit about New Japan, but we're not going to. We're going a little late right now. Nothing has of importance except we mentioned the Kishida-Tanahashi match. Pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, but next week we'll have some more stuff about Road to New Beginnings, and hopefully we're pretty close to the New Beginning show itself. We'll talk about some of the upcoming matches that are scheduled, sort of what's leading up to there. Okay? Uh, at this time, Elio, I think we should take a quick commercial break. Okay. I think we should uh, get ready to uh, shut her down for a few seconds here. And uh, we'll get back and uh,
2: talk some more. This is Flip Gordon, and you are listening to Wrestling POV Podcast. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar & Elbow brand. Go to CollarAndElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar & Elbow has t-shirts, hoodies, sunglasses, and more. And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out. So save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh, my goodness.
1: Well, I don't know about you, Elio, but I am feeling refreshed. Uh, Collar and Elbow, great clothes. Uh, I'm glad uh, glad, uh, we have an affiliation with them.
2: Yeah,
1: very cool. Let, let's move on to uh, – I know you've been uh, you've been digging this wrestling a lot, and I'm going to let you uh, lead us off today. Let's talk a bit about NXT. U- oh, wait a second. No, I almost forgot. I was in such a hurry. I was so excited to do this. I was going to open the time capsule. The time oh. capsule. Yes, this time. It's a little more timely. I mean, it's only from a year ago, and mm-hmm. it's featuring Jordan Grace. Uh, the power – I mean, she's incredible. That small little box of dynamite that wrestles, wrestles on TNA Impact, not only is she tough – uh, not only is she well versed in her craft, not only is she strong, she's also one of the sweetest people I got a chance to talk to. So, you know what? Let's listen to this interview. Folks, if you want to write in and tell me uh, you're, that you fall in love with Jordan Grace and you want to marry her, it's too late. She's already uh, engaged to Jonathan Gresham. But, hey, <laughs> things happen. He could die tomorrow. You never know. Anyways, uh, <laughs> let's open up the time vault and hear from Jordan Grace. Yeah, it sounds good. Let's do it. I have a chance today to talk to a girl that I, I've already talked to her once on the phone. We saw her promoting the CWE Tour. I'm talking about the last pure athlete, Jordan Grace. Jordan, first of all, welcome to Alberta.
0: Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Now,
1: has it been any kind of culture shock from where you're from coming up on this tour?
0: Not so much a, a culture shock. I mean, every it, Canada pretty much you know has the same layout as the United States. I've been all over the United States, so kind of has the same feel just the way people talk is a little bit different <laughs> which so. is so
1: ironically funny for us because yeah we go to we go to the states and people ask me what's your accent i'm like what
0: <laughs> yeah like eh? a i hear that a lot <laughs> and they say a wee bit a lot which is like kind of weird to me
1: <laughs> and i noticed one thing that canadians do is we do this yes but no yeah they do. <laughs> i don't know why we do that yeah
0: but. yeah you definitely do that i've been like in a car with like, four Canadians for, like, six-hour drives the past week, and it's just been, like, crazy. <laughs> I think I'm starting to talk like y'all a little bit. <laughs> uh, the,
1: you all just, just story, the, you all just killed it. You all just killed it.
0: Sorry a lot.
1: <laughs> Anyways, Jordan, yeah, you're here on uh, the CWE Tour, first time uh, coming up in Canada, and I believe you have an opponent. You you talked about this. Facing, this is, like, the most matches in a row with an opponent. That's got, well, first of all, it's Kelly Klein of ROH Flame. You've obviously got to be learning a lot from this
0: um yes for sure especially like you know just doing different matches every single night is kind of like <laughs> crazy with the same person
1: <laughs> now have you have you found it uh is it really getting the creative juices flowing or is this uh have you reached the wall yet where you're like okay we can start mailing it in
0: mm, no I think it's more about like perfecting each and everything so if like one thing gets messed up one night then the next night you know you can actually go ahead and perfect it so it's been good in that in that sense
1: now you know I- if I was riding on the bus right now and sat next to you, I would not think in the world this is a girl who's going to put on tights and beat up another girl. How on earth did you get interested in wrestling? What drew you in?
0: Um, actually, my mom was like, okay, so it's kind of a long story, but I'll just try and make it short. My mom got a divorce, blah, 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 and then she met a guy online. Who was actually a wrestler in Austin, Texas, and they started dating and eventually they got married, and he was like training to be a wrestler. Um, he doesn't wrestle anymore because he like really sucked. He's like a background wrestler. So I went to the training facility that he went to and I started my training there. And eventually, like within like three months of training, I got contacted by a promotion in Mexico. And I actually ended up, like, going to Mexico my first year of being in wrestling and, like, training and working shows there. So well, that's, that's
1: amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah that's kind of how I got into it. <laughs> and, and
1: what draws you into wrestling? What, what is it that you enjoy about it?
0: Um, I like performing in front of people. Like, I, I really liked theater a lot when I was in high school, and that was, like, one of the, the big things that I liked to do. And, so, and I also liked, you know, amateur wrestling. So I guess this kind of, like, combines the two of those things
1: because you are a smaller girl and I mean this is a <laughs> physical sport I mean I'm looking over right now there's a pretty girl with a giant bruise on her arm that okay, I'm going ouch yes. looking at that
0: it's actually funny that you mentioned this I was at the gym today and I was in the locker room just got out of the shower and this girl comes up to me and she's like are you okay and she was like, I was like, yeah, why? And she was like, are you sure? Do you need a, someplace safe? And I was like, no, no, it's not, nothing like that. Then <laughs> I ended up like having a 15 minute conversation with her and just like proving that I was basically a wrestler, like showing her GIFs. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> now,
1: that is so funny because uh, even the last time I went to the hospital, the nurse looked at me, she goes, I have to ask, are you being physically abused at home? And I'm like. <laughs> Do I look like the kind of guy who would be physically yeah, abused it's, at all? It's
0: funny, though, because she said she was a nurse, and so that's why she was asking. So
1: but th- That does not a question that happens in the States a lot.
0: That, yeah, that, every time I have a bruise, like one time I had like a huge black swollen eye, and people were like in the grocery store staring at me. My boyfriend, John, like he'd be with me, and I would mess with him a lot. I know I shouldn't be doing that.
1: Flinching this, and stuff. Yeah, I would oh.
0: like, every time he would like go to pick up something, I'd like, no, please. <laughs> He hated me. (laughs)
1: Folks, this girl is a handful. This is going to be an interesting interview. (laughs) So, okay, going to Mexico, how old were you there?
0: I was 14, so yeah.
1: 14 years old, and you're in Mexico. So
0: this is a funny story, actually. So I get to the airport, right? I think I flew out of San Antonio Airport. Um, My boyfriend was with me at the time, and he was actually an adult. And they were like, oh, you can't go, you're under 18, you can't go to Mexico without parental consent. And I was like, well, my boyfriend's with me, can he sign it? And they were just like, uh, I guess. And so he ended up actually signing the thing for me, and I got to go to Mexico that way.
1: <laughs> now, what, that has, had to be a culture shock, being immersed in a place with a totally different language and such a different culture.
0: Yeah, that actually, like, oh, I had taken three years of Spanish, but it's it's nothing compared to actually going there. They talk so fast. I barely understood anything. The only thing that I, like, know now is how to ask for the Wi-Fi password. That's that's it. That's all I got from that.
1: <laughs> now, obviously, the style of wrestling there is very much different from what is up north of the border. What was the adjustment to learning that kind of, you know, the Lucha Libre style?
0: Okay, well, obviously, I was only a year in at that point, And so... It's not
1: quite alien yet. It's all new it, stuff coming it,
0: in. Yeah, it wasn't... I, it was just, like, it was crazy. Like, I would get there two hours before the show started, and these girls who were my opponents would get there, like, literally the match before we were supposed to go out because I was the main event a lot because I was, like, the only American there. And the girls, the girls who I was supposed to be in the main event with would come in and they'd be, like, talking and I wouldn't understand what they were saying, obviously. And just, mostly it was just on the fly because I didn't understand what they were saying. I'm sure they knew exactly what they wanted to do in the match. And so we just ended up going out there and they just, like, beat my ass for, like, <laughs> a good 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> but I, obviously it was something that you, uh, a very... A great thing to learn and probably something you really glad you did
0: yeah I learned how to you know work on the right side so
1: <laughs> which you had to erase totally when you came back yeah, up exactly
0: to the... exactly so when I, and when I I learned how to roll a lot too that's like a big thing there because mm-hmm. you know they use bat they use boxing yeah. rings instead of like mats with uh, rings so it hurts with a mats. lot more. yeah it hurts a lot more so you know luchadors they they don't really take a lot of bumps they just do a lot of rolls and then sell it like it's a bump you know
1: <laughs> now How many years have you been doing this as an actual wrestler? I mean, you started, you know, you're around 14. You're starting to get things. And how many years now are we in?
0: I'm 21 now, so seven years. Seven years.
1: And you still have that enthusiasm every day to get in there. Oh, Maybe not every day. (laughs)
0: I'm like, I feel like I'm a young, grizzled vet. (laughs) Like, I know it's funny to say. Um, I guess... Cody Rhodes is actually talking to my boyfriend John in the Ring of Honor show and he was like oh yeah she, she reminds me a lot of myself because when I was younger I used to have like the exact same mentality <laughs> but I just like yeah I mean just this whole experience is like crazy because I never thought my life would like take me here. <laughs> Well, One
1: thing, I'm going to give props to you, because sometimes when we have people come up for the tours, I'll then I'll go on, I may never have heard of you before, and I'll mm-hmm. go on and look you up and read some stuff so that when I interview you, uh, you know, I don't sound like a total dork. But I'd actually heard about you before you came up, okay. and heard some good praises about you, especially involving some shows down in Florida, we talked about that hey. on the phone. And, uh, and to my surprise, um, you know, you are getting a lot of, you're starting to be recognized in the women's scene right now in uh, in the States. What is that like feeling? You I know feel, you know it's there.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's slowly but surely happening. I just feel like over the past couple years, I've changed a lot of things about myself, uh, just the style of wrestling I do, and just I've changed my gear, obviously, into a singlet and I have more like a power lifter-like style now, so I do a lot of power moves. And I think that's helped me a lot, and obviously I've been training with some of like, the best wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's helping a lot, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, I just think it's like slow, very slowly picking up steam, and eventually I might get somewhere. So it's actually funny you mentioned this, actually. Um, I'm, this, we're doing a tour in Canada now. I go back, and I do – you heard of WWR? You know yes. Beyond, right? Okay, so I do the WWR show, and the next day I go to Japan. So I'm going to Japan for 10 days and I'm doing some stuff there, and then uh, the day I fly back, and then the day after I fly back I go to South America – Wow. So yeah, it's like it's like a whirlwind the next few weeks.
1: You know, one question that I have to ask is obviously the end goal of most wrestlers is want to be in the WWE, but that itself is a whole different kind of wrestling. Right now you're in in a very physical um is and obviously this is something you enjoy. Um do you want to do that more or is it you're looking for the brass ring up there? What what, what do you want for the future of you?
0: My goal right now is just to wrestle as long as I possibly can and just make as much money as i possibly can in that period of time because i feel like i'm i'm never going to get into wwe i don't have you know the right kind of body for that i may get into one of these little tournaments that they have but i don't think i'm ever going to be like on a signed long-term contract unless i just lose a ton of weight when i go to wwe like for extra work all the girls there are the complete opposite of me they're like you know fucking 10 feet tall and like really beautiful and skinny and i'm like the exact opposite so i don't think i'm ever going to like make it there but hopefully i'll get into a company where i can just make money and then just live my life
2: well
1: you know there has been quite a change in uh in the look and the the approach of women's wrestling over the last five years and you may say that maybe five years ago you may not have had a place Mm -hmm. but let's face it the face of wrestling is really evolving in wwe that you know there's not to say in two years from now you may be the prototypical wrestler that they're looking at as they're moving away a lot from the diva approach
0: well i mean maybe you're right but just from going there and seeing you know the main girls there i mean what main girl there that's there right now besides from nxt like raw and smackdown like worked the indies forever i mean sasha banks wasn't on the indies forever she got picked up like what within like a couple years
1: becky lynch (laughs) Actually up here quite a few years.
0: Oh, did she? Okay. Well I didn't know that, but yeah, there's that. (laughs) So hopefully (laughs) there's some hope. There's a spark of light there.
1: (laughs) Well it it seems uh the emphasis really has become more on and and even in men's wrestling, wrestling is that lost art is coming back, Mm -hmm. that physicality is, is something that's starting to be valued more. And that's gotta feel good for a person like you who really has been into the physicality and into the to the wrestling aspect that there might be a chance. To be a part of even more.
0: Yeah, I think you're completely right about that. Like, you know, they're signing guys that are like have been on the indies for years and years and years. So, like you say, uh, in a couple of years, hopefully, someone like me will be able to be in WWE and be, you know, over with the fans.
1: Well, the, you did mention NXT. That even seems yeah. even more open. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You're right about that. And then the tournament, which you know is just it's not a contract thing, but it's a way to get seen and make money. So. Hopefully that next year that'll happen. I was actually told that my name was brought up for it, but I, you know, politics and stuff like that. Everybody's pushing for someone and not enough people are pushing for me, obviously. So, you know. Now,
1: if I'm a paying fan and Jordan Grace is on the card and I come in and pay my money, what am I going to see when you come out?
0: Um, I just think you're going to see a lot of like a hard hitting style. You're going to see a lot of just entertaining wrestling. I like... I have a little bit of a a blend of of styles so I do a little bit of technical wrestling obviously in the beginning of a match just to feel my opponent out and then later on when I'm trying to actually win the match you know I got I got a lot of power in me I'm really small but I have a lot in me
1: (laughs) (laughs) but you know what and and you definitely have the opponent tonight who's going to give you a rough style because Kelly Klein does not pull punches either
0: Uh, no, obviously she does not, as I point to my bruise, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fans, uh, maybe if you see her on the video promo later, she might cover it up, I don't know, but take a glance at the...
0: the, Yeah, check uh, it out on Instagram, I I have a picture up there of it.
1: (laughs) Speaking of which, if fans are uh, coming out and seeing you the first time, or if they're seeing your matches for the first time, they're wondering, how do I buy merchandise how do i follow jordan grace what is your social media stuff that you want to throw out there today
0: i have a pro wrestling tease and it's under jordan grace all of my social media is under jordan grace it's spelled j-o-r-d-y-n-n-e so i know it's kind of a crazy way to spell it but that's how you do it it's unique yeah that's how you do it (laughs) um and then i also if you want to email me jordan.grace at gmail.com i do sell uh, autograph pictures through there
1: and bookers uh out there if they're looking to uh, bring you into the area, the best way to get a hold of you?
0: The best way to get a hold of me is probably through uh, email. So yeah. the same email, jordan.grace at gmail.com.
1: And is there anywhere you're not going to take a booking?
0: Uh, I probably will never work in Mexico again. Honestly, I'm sorry. Unless it's for like AAA or CMLL or some big promotion, but.
1: Well, that, you know, Savio, I've been talking to Savio Vega. There's a girl here in that I look at too. Puerto Rico might be interesting too.
0: Yeah. Right. That'd be awesome.
1: Anyways, you know what? I want to thank you for uh, taking the time to talk with us and uh, wish you the best of luck. Um, you were a fun girl to talk with, and uh, tonight I'm going to be excited to see what uh, what the match is going to look like. Any last thing you want to throw out to fans out there?
0: Um, No, just I hope you guys, whenever you see me at a show, just come up. Don't be shy. Come talk to me. That's it.
1: Okay. Wow. Yeah, that was great hearing that again, man. I got to tell you, Elio, she was such a cute. She's small. She's small, but man, she looked like she could throw me around the room if she was enraged. But she also seemed like a kind of powerful.
2: Smaller yeah, yeah. powerful.
1: She didn't seem like the kind of girl who'd actually get enraged. She, she was like a total sweetheart. It was it was really nice uh talking oh. to her. You know, I got to talk to Jonathan Gresham that time too. And uh, Gresham was a pretty nice guy too. You know, he was pretty friendly and uh they made a cute little couple. I'll give him that, okay? Okay.
2: Now,
1: now let's go on to uh NXT UK. And uh,
2: NXT UK I, I'm
1: throwing the ball your way, you're winding up for the bat. Elio, knock it out of the park, bro.
2: Okay, so again this week in XC UK uh, came from, came f- to us from the the Empress bubble in Blackpool England. and we kicked things off with the UK champion Pete Dunne coming out to the ring and he was confronted by the Coffee brothers,
1: the Coffee Brothers yeah <laughs> art gallus is that what they call themselves now is that the little group so the, the coffee brothers i and, i i, I, no, I, I just
2: gang. called that because i just called that because i didn't know what they were calling themselves
1: yeah i think they call themselves gallus i'm not sure what that means uh, gallus I like, like,
2: like rhymes with dallas yeah yeah is yeah, that, yeah.
1: Oh. obviously we're gonna we we've come in cold on on some of these things and we're not sure what that means uh fans if you know send us a note drop us a note tell us what it means i'm sure we're gonna find out if we keep watching them but uh Right off the bat, uh, Wolfgang looks cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Coffee Brothers do not do anything for me. They don't seem no. that intimidating. They don't <laughs> I seem I don't big. like them at all. But then again, Pete no. Dunne—he doesn't seem like he's all that big either.
2: <laughs> I thought he was your favorite.
1: No, no, he's okay. I don't like the whole finger crap, I, and I hate—I—I I dislike him way less than I dislike Zack Sabre Jr. Oh,
2: okay. Well, um, so after they come out, after. Uh, coffees and uh, Wolfgang come out to confront them, we see Walter again.
1: Now, Walter, that guy is amazing. i followed him a bit the last six months, dude. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with him.
2: Now, I'm a, I'm a fan of... Uh, now, you know I'm a fan of uh, the music and rinse themes. I, I was listening to uh, Walter's theme at TakeOver, and they, and sometimes the song gets on my nerves. I, just, I have to go look it up on YouTube, otherwise I won't rest. Mm-hmm. This is the, That's an actual classical piece by an, a composer named Antonin Dvorak. It's called Music from the New World, the Fourth Movement. No, Symphony from the New World. Fourth wow. Movement.
1: Yep. You're, you're being very thorough there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so in the first match, we had Nina Samuels defeating Lana Austin.
1: Mm, I'm not sure. You know, it seems like there's quite a bit of. I'm not always sold on female British wrestlers, I gotta mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, these girls look at least a little bit—and I don't mean physically—but uh, the role of wrestlers are a little bit better than the girls in Rev Pro. Yep. I wasn't really a fan of either of these girls. Didn't see uh, much that I thought was legit wrestling.
2: Okay. Would you feel? Again, I still have seen more from Nina Samuels. I just like her whole look, but I just—I I still have seen more.
1: Okay. Yeah. The jury is out.
2: The jury is out. Next, we had. Eddie Dennis defeating Jamie Ahmed. Now, Eddie Dennis is coming off a, a no-DQ match against Dame Mastiff.
1: And uh, I thought he lost that match, didn't
2: he? He lost that match. Yeah. I call this guy Zack Sabre's brother because if you look at him...
1: Oh, I never thought of that. I'll have to look a little closer.
2: Look, If you look at him closer, he looks just like Zack Sabre. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Oh, no. Um, Eddie Dennis, I got to give him this. He may be a bad guy, but he's still in your face running kind of forward kind of dig that in a heel sometimes
2: now both both of these guys uh were actually playing uh he, the the role of the heels and the, they both they were both like pretty angry guys
1: mm-hmm. that seems a lot of these British guys are very angry man yeah and
2: uh, yeah.
1: now before you get and to then that then main event, sorry before you sorry. get to that main event uh I just have to throw this out there as much as I like Trent 7 and Tyler Bates mustache mm-hmm. mountain is just a ridiculous name <laughs> I mean I don't yeah. even know what to think of that mustache I mountain. had to, I
2: had to laugh when I first heard that name because I'm like what team would call themselves a moustache? I don't get
1: it. What team would call themselves a state versus everybody? Anyways, okay. Um, moving on. Moving on.
2: <laughs> so in the main event, it was uh, the, the long-awaited uh, match uh, that we didn't get to see at a uh, takeover. It was Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin. These guys were all over the place, in the ring, out the ring, and it ended in no-contest. Double count-out. So no contest. So they were both uh, took the match the outside, and mm-hmm. they brawled, and the referees called for the 10 count, and that's the way UK, NXT UK uh, went off the air. Well,
1: you know what? Uh, this was a, a long-awaited match. I mean, a lot of people had hoped that a takeover, that would have been the resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, no resolution now, that, here that either. Next,
2: next week, mm-hmm. next week uh, we're going to see Walter's debut in NXT UK.
1: You know what? Uh, I know you're going to love this. Elio, I found... A film somewhere, a little clip. I'm going to dig it out and send it to you. And uh, it is Walter slapping the crap out of Zack Sabre Jr. And I know you're going to love that as much as I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, overall, the show this week. Uh I found it in the beginning a little bit boring, but I really appreciated the main event a lot. Yeah. And I think it kind of rescued itself after that.
2: The main event told told uh, told a pretty good story and you know, like that this one is not over between uh banks and Devlin.
1: Now let's move on to major league wrestling, MLW. Okay. MLW, um first off, I gotta say I've been watching these shows a lot lately and I mean NXT has got the great WWE money behind it, and it has a great look of the show. ROH sometimes comes across as like there's not really a show going on. You're at a live wrestling show, and every now and then the announcers will say something. And um, Impact just comes across awkward a lot, you know? Um, Yeah. MLW, I actually enjoy. There's something about their production values. It seems, even though it may not be the best wrestling at times— it does seem like an exciting place. No, it's you know? pretty
2: cool. I just like the whole setting of where they have, where they have all the matches. And yeah.
1: It, and, yeah. And you know what? Even when they're doing their vignettes and their backstage stuff, it doesn't look as contrived as some companies. It actually has a good feel to it. So yep. props to MLW for that. This week, we were treated to four matches. And uh, some of them, like, first of all, just knowing what we know, because you know these matches were taped a couple weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. At the beginning, at as this match happened, Roosh uh, versus Shane Strickland. Now yes. Shane Strickland is is apparently is rumored to be WWE bound. He is just waiting for some things to clear up. He finally had his Lucha Underground contract uh, dealt with, where now he can work for other people. And that's what was apparently WWE had tried to sign him about six or eight months ago, and this Lucha oh, okay. Libre, this uh, Lucha Underground contract. Uh, stalled that out uh, Apparently he's a he's a free agent now But does that mean WWE is still waiting around Nobody knows mm-hmm. um, This match is interesting because Strickland was Coming in here doing some last appearances So he was here to give the big rub to Roosh Who already has jumped ship And is now in ROH uh, right. They were trying to set him up here to be a big player In MLW mm-hmm. Gets this great-looking win, and then, boom, he's gone. Such is the world of indie wrestling at times, folks. Uh, good. That, that, that,
2: was, that was surprising because we, everyone was waiting to see him in L.A. Park.
1: Oh, yeah. No kidding, eh? Now, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Roosh has a lot of mannerisms that are an awful lot like Naito because they're both from Los Ignobles. They do the the tranquilo yep. bit. They do the lay down, look at the sky, yes. do all that stuff. Yes. I found it kind of neat to see someone paralleling but not yeah. mocking it. Right. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, okay match Roosh taking the win Ace Romero Now why on earth Did they put him in at That tiny little Ario Dominguez I don't know But uh, This You have to say squash When a 400 pound man Is yeah, fighting a squash. 150 pound man
2: And of course We had Benjamin Hughes On commentary they, they locked eyes At the end of the match
1: I think those two would be best suited eating an all you can eat uh, chicken contest. They are big boys. I don't know if the ring's really ready for to see that much flab and flesh flying. Ooh, that was a lot of Fs. I want to litter it on everyone. Ooh, alliteration. <laughs> it is getting late and we are getting insane. Uh, um, I guess we can't. I mean, it's a squash mash. We can't really talk it about it. It was the, a squash, yeah. Yeah. And, and literally, I mean, the guy was three, pounds, three times every year. Um, Ricky Martinez taking on. A guy who I I have my feeling yeah. someday will end up in the hall of shame. Uh Luco Gringo. <laughs>
2: gringo Loco. Gringo Loco.
1: Loco this Gringo. This guy guy's
2: terrible. This guy's terrible.
1: Yeah, I mean, wow. You ever know those dads? You ever had a friend whose dad would thought he was super cool and he'd be like wearing like flashy things and things that were like twenty years younger than him, totally didn't yes. fit him, totally didn't look like him, but he yes. thought he was cool rocking it out. Yeah, that's you, Gringo that, Loco. That,
2: that guy, that person used to live a few doors down from me at my old house.
1: Well now his name is Gringo Loco, and you can see
2: him every time I hold on. LLW. <laughs>
1: um it's one of these matches, like, I, I don't really like Gringo Loco, and I don't really like Ricky Martinez. I think he's a, a waste of space. But this whole match for me was just like, ugh. Yep. This this was go take a pee while this is on break, you know? There's a yeah. pee break match. Uh
2: yeah, wasn't feeling this match at all.
1: Main event. Heart foundation. Main event. Davy Boy Smith Jr., Brian Pillman Jr. It's the junior on junior action. Taking on the Dirty Blondes with Colonel Rob Parker.
2: Now who are the I've never I haven't seen these guys. And well, Rob Parker, how long has it been since we've seen him? He still looks the same.
1: Yeah, he's amazing. Um but, I uh, actually,
2: who, who who are these guys the Dirty Blondes?
1: Uh just nobody's.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> I
1: didn't recognize <laughs> these dudes at all. Uh Colonel Parker. Um his name is Robert uh, Robert Fuller. And, uh, yeah, Robert
2: Fuller. He used to uh, be. He used to compete in the
1: WCW or NWA back in the no, day. No, but
2: did he? Yeah, yeah. He used to compete in the in the ring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Transition. He was a wrestler. Yeah.
1: Now I've got to say, now I don't know how uh, you know. I just want to throw this out there, fans. Robert Fuller has an amazing podcast that he does on a semi-regular basis where he oh. just talks about the history of professional wrestling because his par- his grandfather mm-hmm. was pretty much one of the few guys who started professional wrestling as we know it. Wow. And he goes through uh, every episode from the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, all the way up to him. And it's amazing. I mean, he spends a whole hour just talking about, you know, the 1930s, how... This guy did this in this territories. And then the the names you've heard about, like the legendary names. He knew these guys, you know. He wrestled with these guys. It's a pretty cool thing. I kind of – because he is definitely one of the elder statesmen of professional wrestling, I was very – I like the fact, you know, that he was on this episode. It didn't matter his team didn't win. It didn't matter that he didn't get anything. It was just the fact that Robert Fuller, you know, uh, Colonel Parker out there doing his stuff –
2: I don't know, I'm still not buying this Hart foundation, like uh, mm. Brian, Brian Pillman Jr.
1: Thank you. I was going to ask you about that. I am very much questioning Brian Pillman Jr.
2: Um, yeah, he's really Boy Smith,
1: weird. Davey Boy Smith Jr., he's proven himself. Yeah, Teddy Hart, he... while being a nut job, has proven himself. Yeah, Brian Pillman, though, do you feel like it's more just a, a lot of character and not a lot of um, wrestling ability? I don't see much yeah, out of him except character.
2: I also saw, he also saw the vignette he did uh, where he was addressing Tommy Dreamer said, yes. maybe who, where will we meet next? Maybe in the school or maybe on a playground, maybe in New York City, maybe in your backyard. Yeah. It's he's like, just... Oh, okay. He's too <laughs> over the top, isn't he?
1: He's too much. Yeah. Uh, maybe he'll bring that, dial that in a bit. I mean, uh Davey Boy, well, H- Harry and uh, Teddy, mm-hmm. yep. maybe they'll maybe the working with them will rub off and then maybe he'll temper something in him. But right now he seems like a lot of flash, not a lot of substance. Yep. And I think that when I see, I get excited when I see hard foundation, but then when I see that he's one of the members on the team, yeah. it's kind of like, I'd rather have it. The other guy that's sitting out, cool. whoever it is, whether mm-hmm. it's Teddy or Harry. So um, it was an interesting match, a uh, bit of old school stuff mixed in with things. Hard foundation, taking the win but once again, walking away with that feeling that Brian Pillman Jr., in my head, is still a question mark. I don't think this is a guy who will... Like right now, if he never progressed, if he was just this guy, there's no way in hell he'd ever make it to the WWE. He no. does not have what it takes. Harry does, yeah. and if Teddy could get his crap together, he would. But uh, Brian Pillman Jr. has a lot of work to do.
2: Now, now If, he, if, if, if uh, Dave Boyce Jr. ever went back, uh, where, where, do you, where do you think he'd fit in? in I think...
1: I think if, if Harry was to go back, he he should go back in the role of a singles wrestler. Um, his last run with uh, T.J. Wilson was uh, – sorry, what did he call himself in the –
2: Tyson Kidd.
1: Tyson Kidd, yes. T.J. Wilson, yeah. Tyson Kidd. Um, I think Harry was stuck in the role of being the setup man in a tag team who's just usually the bigger, stronger guy who sets up the flashier moves for the other guy. But let's face it, Harry at six foot eight, can do all the things that junior heavyweights do.
2: And I think for, for, for a while before uh, he left, I think uh, didn't one day starting a, a, a mini feud with him and uh,
1: Tyson. Well, Yeah, that started yeah. to happen. Um, I remember when uh, when Harry left WWE mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I'd only seen him wrestle in WWE. And then he came across and did a whole bunch of independent stuff across uh, Canada. And I caught a bunch of matches and I was blown away. Like, I was like, H- who is this guy? This isn't the guy i seen on TV. This guy is wrestling so incredible at, at a world star level. You know, I think he, that's a, I think the WWE kind of screwed up and didn't, they had a jewel there that they didn't, uh, they didn't polish, you know? Um, if Harry went back, I think his idea would be to go back as a singles wrestler. I think he'd have the impact of, uh, Drew uh, McIntyre. He's Mm -hmm. that good. Um, okay. Let's look at MLW this week. Okay. Show. Not one of their better ones. Uh, there was some stuff with Tom Lawler running around, which I always find interesting. Um, I can hardly wait till Filthy Tom Lawler gets in there with Low Key. I I think Low Key's 15-year thing, I think it's going to be toast pretty soon.
2: That's on, uh, that's this Saturday coming up.
1: This Saturday. Okay, we probably won't really talk about it much because it'll end up being on TV probably in a week or two or something. Who knows? Yeah. But there might be a live one. If that one's live... I'm almost thinking me and you should watch it and cover it on the next episode. Oh,
2: that sounds good,
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, you know what? Um, we talked a lot of wrestling today. Before we go too far into stuff, let's talk about um, the book, our Book of Shame. The book, okay. Okay, call up the Book of Shame, Elio, and tell me who is the current residents, and if we'll see if they still belong in there, first of all.
2: So, so far we have
1: Facade. Oh God! Yes, facade. In my opinion, stays in that until he yes. like oh, dresses better or does something.
2: Next, we have Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Definitely Dreamer. I
1: I think Tommy Dreamer deserves to be in there. He's playing the same shtick with a stick for the last uh, twenty five years.
2: Then we have the the team that shall not be <laughs> the team be
1: that, named that shall not the, be named. The, yes, the
2: Lord the Lord Voldemort's of this podcast,
1: and and including their leader, who's all five foot two of uh, anger and leather. <laughs> Those guys, <laughs> yeah. they started this book, so they deserve to be in there. Now, it's their fault. It's their fault there's a book. Okay. Well, though, I think, though, if they, there wasn't them, Facade might have started the book. But anyhow, here we go. <laughs> Elio, my nomination for this week, okay. Kenny King. Does Kenny, Kenny King, King belong in the Hall of Shame, or is he just really just boring and maybe not shameful enough to be in there?
2: I haven't really seen him do, like, anything Like weird. Dude, Instead he hasn't of, like, done
1: anything his entire career.
2: Being being the book, but yeah, I just find him really boring and even on the even on the mic he like he should never talk don't talk
1: you know what i'm gonna you know going in i was all set that kenny king deserves to be in there but the truth is he's not that embarrassing he's just boring yeah and that's not really embarrassing he's boring and takes up time on the tv for other people but you're right elio let's not put him in the book he doesn't deserve the he doesn't deserve the book of shame
2: all right
1: now fans all you fans in germany I'm looking your way, all you fans in Russia, Ireland, the U.S., Spain, the U.K., good old Canada. You're rounding us out, and we're loving it. We're here for you guys. We want to hear yes. from you, especially this is you. Some,
2: this Go some ahead. Some great news. It's some,
1: some great news. news. I, you know what? If I get a letter or an email from somebody from Russia, I am going to be like, I'm going to be ecstatic. I'll be over the top. I'd love to hear that. Okay. <laughs> um, but you know what, Elliot, we got to tell people, where can they get a hold of us? Where, where, where are the, where are the, give us that social media stuff out there.
2: So the, uh, the Facebook page is, uh, Wrestling POV Podcast. So you can follow us there, like the page, you can, uh, play the points game when we have a pay-per-view going.
1: And it's mostly the big major ones, not the minor ones.
2: Yep. And you can, uh, follow us on Twitter. I
1: got the Twitter one. Wrestling POV. And guess who runs that page?
2: Miguel Cole.
1: Yeah, your little accomplice in trying to screw me over for the but, points game.
2: I'm sure you're mistaken. Oh, I don't I'm know sure what I'm you're not. talking about. I'm
1: sure I'm not. You're going to lose the gentleman thing when they find out that you guys did. Well, you know what, fans? I'll walk,
2: walk with Elio. That's all I can say.
1: <sighs> I hate you, Elio. Uh, <laughs> fans, we've had a really great time this week. Uh, i just like to say, you know what? Uh, this has been just another great wrestling uh, POV Global episode. I'm your host, the legend TJ Logan. With me,
2: the gentleman Elio Canela and the new WPOV World Champion.
1: The only thing that excites me is we'll see you folks in seven more sleeps. Have a good night.